You are listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, got a lot of stuff to get into. We have uh, the national championship uh, football game going on between Clemson and LSU on Monday. Um, so we'll go over those semifinal matchups uh, that happened last week. Uh, the divisional playoffs for the NFL are starting today with the 49ers playing the Vikings and the Titans playing the Ravens. And then on Sunday, we have the Texans playing the Chiefs and the Seahawks playing the Packers. Uh, so we'll start there. Uh, we had the wild card weekend last weekend. We had the Bills beating the Texans. Oh, no, the Bills lost the Texans, actually 22-19 to um, in overtime. And that game was pretty interesting. The The Texans were down 16-0 the first half. Uh, they just did not look good at all. Deshaun Watson was struggling, and that offense was was failing to, to move down the field uh, successfully. Uh, the Bills' defense was looking good, though, but then... Uh, Deshaun Watson kind of put the team on his back uh, second half, and they came back and won that game. Josh Allen looked like the moment was too big for him in the second half. Uh, had some some struggles there. Uh, but the Texans, they I know I've been hard on Deshaun Watson in the past, but it's just their offense, and I'm not a big believer in Bill O'Brien. And they always just seem like a team who's not going to really do anything in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, credit to them. They, they advanced, but now they're going to play the Chiefs, and I, I – don't think they're going to have any chance against the Chiefs. Uh, but I guess in the AFC, uh, they're more likely to beat the Chiefs than than the Titans have a chance to beat the, the Ravens. Because uh, the Ravens, they're just a lot better with uh, Lamar Jackson and then that running game also with, with Mark Ingram. And their defense is a lot more improved this year. Uh, but Tennessee beating New England 20-13. to uh, could be the end of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady there in New England. Um, but Ryan Tannehill of the Titans, he only had uh, 77 yards, which is which is amazing. And then they, they ran Derrick Henry about 30 times in that game, rushed for 182 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they couldn't stop him. And this is uh, this will be interesting next year to see what happens with Tom Brady, though. Uh, he's a free agent for the first time in his career. And Bill Belichick hasn't been afraid to to get rid of players a year early. He did it with Drew Bledsoe in the middle of the season. Uh, that was for Tom Brady, though, uh, who went on to win six championships. Uh, he's gotten rid of Teddy Bruschi, um, Ty Law, other guys like that. These are these are some of the, his favorite players that he's coached. So I, I think it, I don't think it'd be any different with Tom Brady, but it's hard to see. To see him go to L.A. I know there's, there's rumors about L.A. and there's rumors about Indianapolis. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to see him go to those kind of teams. Um, the Raiders have also been mentioned, but I, I don't think he'd go to the Raiders. He'd, he'd be in Vegas for a year, and then uh, maybe they sign him for $20 million or something, but I just don't see that happening. I think he continues to stay in New England. They'd probably sign him for a year or two. I, I know he didn't look as good this year as far as numbers go, but... I mean, they didn't have any weapons. They got rid of Demarius Thomas. Uh, Antonio Brown was just a, a failure in a head case. And uh, Josh Gordon. Um, so they never had the weapons, and then the running game never got going. Their offensive line hasn't been good as it has in the past. Um, they had a great defense, though, and I think the defense was what really helped them uh, secure that, that third seed in the AFC. Uh, but it really showed that they were missing Gronk. And if they did keep Antonio Brown for the year, I think they would have been uh, contenders and they wouldn't have lost to the the Titans, um, but um, so we'll see what happens. And then as far as the Titans go, 
uh, Ryan Tannehill kind of having a career resurgence. Uh, he was drafted by the Dolphins and then just kind of flamed out there and then signed with the Titans as a as a, a free agent for one-year contract. And it was really to compete with Marcus Mariota because uh, Mariota's just been kind of average uh, since he got drafted out of Oregon. And this year it seemed like they just wanted to put some pressure on him. They ended up making the change midseason. They looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs. But uh, Ryan Tannehill has been able to uh, build a pretty good relationship with the um, rookie receiver A.J. Brown at Ole Miss. I think he had over 1,000 yards uh, receiving this year. And then the running game really got going. So uh, they ended up finishing 9-7 and seven for the year. But a pretty impressive year so far and a good coaching job by uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they have a chance against uh, the Ravens. I know a lot of people are picking the Titans to to beat the Ravens as an upset this weekend. But uh, the Ravens, they're just they're too stacked on offense and defense. They had I think they had a record-breaking 12 12 pro bowlers, and Lamar Jackson is just so good in the running game and the passing game. Uh, the Titans have a good defense, though, but I just think offensively uh, they're going to have to rely on on Ryan Tannehill to uh, to get them the win because I don't think I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be able to rush for 180 yards against that Baltimore defense. And then the Texans and the Chiefs, uh, they, they I think they played earlier this season, um, if I remember correctly, and I think the Chiefs, had won that game. Um, so it'd be Deshaun Watson against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but, you know, I, I just don't really believe in the Texans, so I, I'll take the Chiefs uh, by a wide margin. I don't think that game's going to be close at all. Uh, the Chiefs' defense is a lot more improved than it was last year uh, when they lost to the, the Patriots in the championship game. Uh, but the running game isn't the same after they cut Kareem Hunt with that whole situation, who's in Cleveland now. Uh, so if they get the running game going, then then maybe that'll that'll help them beat uh, Baltimore in the, in the championship game. So I expect Baltimore and then Kansas City to play in the AFC championship game. And then as far as the NFC, today we have the Vikings and the 49ers playing. Then we have Seattle and Green Bay on Sunday. As far as Vikings and 49ers, uh, for the 49ers, this is Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, first playoff game as a starting quarterback in the league. And this is actually the first playoff game hosted at the new stadium in Santa Clara for the 49ers. Um, 49ers were 13-3 on the year, and the Vikings were 10-6. and uh, Kirk Cousins had a great game against the Saints. Uh, they shocked the Saints in the Superdome. Uh, I remember early in the season I had uh, the, the Saints beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I wanted a last old man uh, Super Bowl matchup. Uh, but that's not going to happen as the Patriots lost in the wild card round. And then the Saints, they lost again in the playoffs for three years in a row. Uh, the other year they lost to the Vikings uh, in Minnesota for the, on that that Hail Mary pass uh, to Stephon Diggs with the blown coverage. And then uh, last year was uh, that non-pass interference call uh, against the Rams, uh, which would have sent them to the Super Bowl. So... They've been kind of they've been struggling in the postseason, and I don't, I don't know. We all want to blame the pass interference issues, and then uh, there was a it was a no call in this game against Minnesota as well. At the end of the game, uh, the, it looked like there was a push off. I believe it was it was Kyle Rudolph, uh, the tight end for uh, for Minnesota. He fully extended, and it looked like he pushed off. Again, there was no call, um, so they went on to to beat the Saints again. Uh, but so yeah, I don't know. I thought. I thought New Orleans would make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I still think they have the best team in the NFC as far as, as roster. 
and they have they have Sean Payton and and Drew Brees is very experienced in the playoffs, so I thought they could they could get it done. Uh, their championship window is closing though with with Drew Brees as quarterback. Maybe they could do something with Teddy Bridgewater if they decide to re-sign him because Drew Brees will be forty next year. Uh, but he looked good this year, and I think he looked really good because of that um, that thumb injury he had early on where he missed four weeks, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in. Um, he was able to kind of rest that, so it kind of was a blessing in disguise. But, um, yeah, they failed to advance again. Um, so the Vikings and the 49ers will be playing. And the Vikings, they've been, they've been pretty good this year. Um, I thought they were going to split against Green Bay, but they ended up getting swept. Um, so they finished ten and six. Their uh, their running game is really good with Dalvin Cook. He's definitely got to be a top five running back in the league. And then they have their weapons on the outside: uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. And then Kyle Rudolph is a good receiving tight end there. And uh, their defense is, has been kind of up and down, but um, they've been good lately. Uh, but I think it it all depends on how Kirk Cousin plays uh, against that that San Francisco defense because um, they. I mean, they have a lot of sacks. You know, they get after the quarterback, and their secondary is really good. They're a complete defense. Um, so we'll see how Kirk Cousins responds. But I think I think as far as San Francisco, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's just been playing really well. So they just got to make sure that they do the do the same stuff that's been, that's been working for them this year um, as far as their running game and then um, getting George Kittle the ball as, much, as, as often as they've had in all these games. So I expect the 49ers to win again. Um, I think they're favored by seven. Um, I expect them to cover that game. And then, so they'll go to the NFC Championship game. And then uh, Seahawks and Packers. The Seahawks barely beat the Eagles. I believe it was 17-9. Carson Wentz, he left the game in the first quarter. He had a concussion off that that hit by Jadavion Clowney. Um, So he left the game. Then uh, Josh McCown came in, uh, who was retired last year. And he's, he's 40 years old coming in trying to give everything he had and apparently he had a torn hamstring and he was still playing in the game which was amazing uh but you know they failed to score a touchdown they had three field goals but you know they had a chance to to win to tie the game at the end they were only down by eight uh they ended up losing uh 17 to 9 uh but on as far as seattle goes you know they have the injuries to chris carson and rashad penny uh they re-signed marshawn lynch try to bring him back some um, see what he has left if he has 30 carries left in him uh, for this playoff run then that might help but other than that they don't have any weapons on the outside they only have DK Metcalf who's uh, who had a great game against uh, Philadelphia but but yeah they struggled against Philadelphia who didn't have anyone they had practice squad players and and 40 year old McCown in there so they didn't really have any weapons and they still barely won that game um, as much as I would I would like to pick Seattle to, to beat Green Bay because I don't I don't think Green Bay I think statistically Green Bay is actually one of the worst uh, thirteen and three teams of all time. I, it's just amazing to me that they have home field advantage. Uh, it should have been New Orleans. I feel like they were the better team, but because um, Green Bay they only beat they only beat one contender this year, which was Minnesota. They beat them twice. Um, they beat Chicago. We thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna be. Um, a playoff team earlier this year and uh, they beat them twice but um, when they had a chance to beat the 49ers on Sunday Night Football the 49ers beat them they blew them out by was it like 30 points or something so I'm not a big believer in the Packers I think they're too Aaron Jones reliant their defense is really good and I think their defense has kept them in a lot of these games 
so Seattle, um, they're not going to win just because of injuries. So I'll say the Green Bay and 49ers play in the championship game. And then I have the 49ers beating Green Bay because I'm not a not a huge believer in Green Bay. And then they'll be playing that game in Santa Clara. Um, so they should beat them easily. So we'll have the 49ers back to the Super Bowl. And then in the AFC, you'll have the Ravens and the Chiefs playing the championship game. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Chiefs. I know everyone's talking about Lamar Jackson this year. He's having a great year. He should probably win uh, MVP. But I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And their defense is a lot better. And hopefully if they get the running game going, then I think the Chiefs will have what it takes to to go to Super Bowl and uh, face off against the 49ers. But I will not give my pick for that game yet because I I don't want to – I don't want to jinx anything. If everything gets set up like that, then I'll I'll give my pick for that. Um, and then on Monday we have the the college football national championship. We have Clemson playing against LSU. Uh, they both finished fourteen and zero. Uh, Joe Burrow of LSU had a great year. He's probably going to win the Heisman, and he's going to be the number one overall pick uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Clemson didn't, they didn't have a strong schedule, but uh, they had a great game against Ohio State. Uh, they were down. 16 in the first quarter um, so they got hit in the mouth early but then uh, they responded and trevor lawrence had a great game uh, he bounced back he, he had uh, over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown so i mean that's all ohio state was giving them and he just took what he had uh, but then at the end of the game justin fields he didn't have a, a great game he had a couple interceptions but at the end it looked like uh i don't know what he was seeing there but he kind of threw it for the end zone and there's a receiver it looked like he fell or something but uh, threw it straight to a Clemson defender in the end zone. Um, so they, uh, Clemson ended up winning 29-23, uh, which was, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I thought it would be close and that Clemson would pull off. Um, Oklahoma, though, they got blown out by LSU, 63-28. Uh, Joe Burrow, just amazing. He had seven touchdowns and uh, almost had 500 yards passing. He was just unstoppable. Um, the, but the Sooners, they just couldn't, they couldn't really do anything on offense and they just couldn't, they couldn't stop anyone. But, um, yeah, I didn't think they should have been in the playoff. I didn't think they deserved it. Um, the big 12 was kind of weak this year. Uh, but I don't know who would have been in the fourth spot. It probably would have been, I think Georgia was the next one up, but then, I mean, I didn't feel really confident in Georgia. They barely beat Baylor. Was it 21, 16 or something? Um, and then I guess it could have been Alabama, but then that would have been an issue too because, you know, they had a couple losses. But all their losses were against, you know, great teams. You know, they lost against uh, LSU, and then they lost against – was that Auburn that they lost? Yeah, they lost uh, the Iron Bowl to Auburn. Um, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have had a problem if they if they made it into the Final Four. Uh, but then you would have had – you would have had two SEC teams in the in the Final Four again. So Clemson and LSU, uh, it's going to be a great quarterback matchup. You have Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. Uh, he's probably going to be number one pick when he comes out. And Joe Burrow of LSU winning the Heisman this year. And then he's projected to be the number one overall pick to Cincinnati. Uh, so it's a great matchup. Uh, you have great coaching staffs and good defenses. Um, I, I want to say LSU is going to win, but for some reason I want to pick Clemson. Uh, but I'm going to go with my, my first pick that I had a couple weeks ago and go with LSU. I think it'll be a close one. And I'll say 32-28 uh, LSU. And Joe Burrow's going to have a great game, and then he's going to be uh, the number one overall pick. 
Uh, so we'll get into some of these bowl games that happened. Uh, I talked about Georgia. Uh, they won 26-14. It was a Sugar Bowl over Baylor. And then Matt Rule, I'll get into this later, but Matt Rule ended up getting hired uh, for the Carolina Panthers job. Uh, they gave him seven years, I believe it was $60 million, um, and then possibly $70 million with incentives. And then the Rose Bowl, uh, Oregon ended up winning that game 28-27 uh, to 27 over Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin, they, I mean, they were winning... They were winning in, as far as stats and stuff. They were just completely dominating the game the entire time. Uh, but then Justin Herbert, he rushed for three touchdowns. He didn't really look that good as far as passing. Uh, this is, I believe, the third or fourth straight game that he had under 200 yards passing for Oregon. Uh, but, you know, they were undefeated in those games. They won that uh, the Pac-12 championship game against Utah, and then they, they won uh, the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. But, yeah, they... They were just being dominated by Wisconsin the entire ta- the entire time, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, Wisconsin had some turnovers though. I believe they had four turnovers, uh, and then Justin Herbert had those uh, rushing touchdowns, and they were able to win. Uh, but that's a good win for Oregon and uh, good for the Pac-12 as far as recruiting, because uh, Utah they played they played uh, in the Alamo Bowl. They played against Texas and they got blown out. So it's like they were, you know, they were just kind of playing. They're like, okay, we don't want to really want to play in the Alamo Bowl. We want to play in the either the Rose Bowl or the uh, the semifinal playoff game. So I don't think they were they woke up for that game. They just didn't care. Uh, then the Citrus Bowl, the the game against uh, Michigan against Alabama, I thought that was a pretty interesting matchup as far as recruiting because if Michigan beats Alabama, uh, that, that'd be a big win for Jim Harbaugh, uh, beating Nick Saban and, and the Crimson Tide. That's a, that's a good win for Michigan. Uh, they've just been starving for big wins like that. They still haven't beaten um, Ohio State. Um, so, you know, I thought if they beat Alabama, that's really good for recruiting and, and for Jim Harbaugh and, and, you know, his job status, but, uh, they ended up losing 35 to 16 and then the Outback Bowl, uh, Minnesota, they, they finished a strong season. They beat Auburn, uh, 32, 24. I mentioned the Alabama Bowl, uh, Texas winning 38 to 10 was the final score. Texas finished unranked. Uh, while Utah was 11th in the country, uh, the Orange Bowl, uh, Virginia kept it kept it pretty close. You know, I thought um, Florida is obviously the more talented team, but uh, that was a good season for Virginia. Uh, they finished; they were ranked 24th, and Florida was ranked 9th. Uh, but Florida ended up winning 36-28. And then the Cotton Bowl, Penn State dominated Memphis, 53 to 39. So that's a good win for them. And then you have the Holiday Bowl. Uh, man, USC has just been – it's just dark times for USC football. Uh, they got blown out by Iowa in the Holiday Bowl, 49-24. Uh, they kept Clay Helton. Uh, you know, there was rumors about Urban Meyer. And then the athletic dire- director came out and said, oh, we'll never have Urban Meyer part of our, our coaching staff. You know, I, I know Urban Meyer is just terrible. He's just a terrible person and makes terrible decisions, but – your USC football. You want to get back to, you know, early two thousands when you had uh, Pete Carroll and you had Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner. You want to get back to that. You want to try to run the Pac twelve like you used to as far as recruiting, because now you have you have schools up north who are going down to L A. and they're recruiting L A. guys up north. You know, those should be those are easily uh, USC players that they're not getting because UCLA is also down. So it's just it's just a bad bad time for. Um, 
for the U- USC and UCLA universities because they're just you know they're bad in basketball and they're bad in, in football too and it, and I think it starts with athletic directors uh, they're not hiring the right coaches for those positions and um, the entire Pac-12 is is um, they're failing because of that because when the Pac-12 is great that means USC is going to big bowl games and and um, you know they're on national television all the time but right now I think the biggest draw for the Pac-12 is was Oregon football but they kind of they kind of under, underachieved this year. You have Justin Herbert coming back. Uh, they should have been in the playoff. If they didn't lose to Arizona State, they would have been in the playoff. Um, and that would have been good for the Pac-12 as far as, as revenue and exposure in the South and, you know, for recruiting. And that would help with with getting more recruits for football and even basketball, even though it's a football game. It helps with all that stuff. So, um, yeah, USC is just a dark time for them because they also finished – they were dead last in the conference as far as uh, football recruiting on National Signing Day. They were ranked last in the early signing period. Uh, they were behind Oregon State. So that just shows how far they've fallen since the, they had those early sanctions, like right right after when Pete Carroll uh, left for uh, the Seahawks job. And then the Vegas Bowl, uh, you had Washington beating Boise State 38-7. to Because I think the, the Pac-12, they ended up finishing – I believe it was four and five uh, in their bowl games, so not bad. But it was it was second best after the SEC, who had, the SEC was seven and two, um, I believe. But um, they, uh, then you have uh, Mike Leach leaving uh, Washington State uh, for the head coaching vacancy at uh, Mississippi State, and then Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss now, um, so they'll be able to face off against each other in the Egg Bowl, and then uh, Chris Peterson. Uh, head coach of Washington, he stepped down, and now he's going to take like an administrative role. So, uh, Pac-12 football—they're just like struggling with their coaches. They've lost um, two big-name coaches, and then they didn't hire a big-name coach. That would have really elevated the Pac-12 as a whole if they hired Urban Meyer. But um, yeah, they decided to keep, keep Clay Helton. Uh, he should have been gone last year, but you know, he's a good guy, and people like him, and they don't want to—they don't want to let him go. So I mentioned uh, Matt Rule. Uh, he left Baylor and got hired at the uh, Carolina Panthers. He got hired for that position uh, for seven years, $60 million, uh, with $10 million in incentives, so it can go up to $70 million. Um, so we'll see what they do with uh, Cam Newton as well because he's he has one year left on his contract, but I think he's only getting paid about $20 million, or was it $17 million, um, which is a bargain for quarterbacks. His quarterbacks are getting crazy money right now. Uh, but they have some weapons there. Uh, DJ Moore was pretty good on the outside, and you got you have McCaffrey. He had an amazing season. He had a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. He just does everything for you. But um, I think they, I think they should bring back uh, Cam Newton for that year. Um, the Giants made a hire, an interesting hire, uh, because it it was rumored that they wanted to hire Matt Rule, um, but they ended up going with um, Joe Judge. He was a wide receivers coach and special teams assistant in new england i know he worked under nick saban as well so he was under that um, that saban and uh, belichick uh, coaching tree Uh, so he's been part of four championships uh, super bowls and then uh, a few um, ncaa uh, championships as well Um, so i thought it was an interesting hire it seemed kind of like a reach kind of like they just want they're like oh hey saban and belichick hired him so hey let's hire him too uh, but I loved his press conference. You know, he just kind of talked about what kind of um, what kind of team they're going to be, the Giants, that they're going to just be 
uh, tough team. Everyone's going to earn their spot. It's all about discipline. And that's what they needed, too. Um, but, you know, they have good professionals in uh, Daniel Jones. He seems like a pretty mature guy and, and a good leader for that locker room. And then Saquon, he just, like, he doesn't do any, any he doesn't do anything wrong. He's not like an Odell Beckham or anything. So I think they already have a good locker room. Uh, they just need to get that defense going, too, because that's just one of the worst defenses in the league this year. Uh, but they have some off, uh, weapons offensively, so I think that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, Ron Rivera, he got hired by the Redskins, which I thought was a, a home run hire. Uh, that would have been the guy I, I would have hired um, if I had a vacancy because uh, he just he wanted to build uh, a strong culture within his organization. Um, so he hired uh, Jack Del Rio as a defensive coordinator. And um, so, you know, that's what Washington needs. Washington needed someone with some structure, because um, Jay Gruden was just kind of letting whatever happened, you know, go on there. And then um, the team was definitely affected on the field by that. They had just had no discipline. They they were just a bad team. And they've been – they've just been – that organization has just been bad for for years. So um, Ron Rivera comes in. I think it's a – I think it's a great hire. And uh, the Redskins should be – I think he'll get them in the playoffs within the next, next few years. Um, just depends what they do on quarterback – the quarterback position um i think they they'll probably keep haskins for a little bit since he's still young and and has some potential but uh, we'll see how that goes uh dallas cowboys they hired uh, uh mike mccarthy which was it wasn't you know i, I like the hire because it's just a safe it's a safe hire he won a super bowl already um dallas they have they have like one of the best rosters they have a lot of talent they have a great offensive line probably the best offensive line in the league uh, they have Ezekiel Elliott, one of the best running backs. You know, he led the league in rushing like twice out of the last four years, you know. And uh, Dak Prescott, he's mature. He's a good he's a good leader in that locker room. And then Amari Cooper, he's like one of the few receivers who's not, you know, a diva or anything. So he's just he just does what he does. He doesn't say much. He's just he's just a quiet guy. Um, so I think McCarthy was a good hire for that because, you know, he, they already have the pieces in place. They just gotta they gotta get that defense going as well because they, I mean they're kind of in the middle pack as far as defense, uh, but hopefully McCarthy could kind of get them going and you know make the playoffs because they're, they're too talented to not make the playoffs. Because Jason Garrett just didn't seem like that he wasn't the right coach for them. He's more of a coordinator instead of a head coach for that team. Because um, you know there was rumors that they were gonna hire Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma or Urban Meyer. Uh, but then Jerry Jones came out and said, hey, we want someone who has NFL experience. And they, they their window is shrinking, you know. So they need to get someone who has who has NFL head coaching experience. They know they know what it takes to win the playoffs and to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's all they need. They don't need someone who needs to come in and who's brand new to the NFL and is just kind of learning as they go because then, you know, they, they don't have as much time as these other teams. So... So that that was a, a pretty interesting hire. It was safe, but it, it was good. And then Cleveland, there's that position is still vacant as of as of today. But they interviewed they interviewed Josh McDaniels and um, Jim Schwartz, uh, the former coach of the Lions, and then Mc, uh, McDaniels, a longtime offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. And then he was a, a head coach for the Denver Broncos for a little bit. And then that one, that just kind of went south. He just had all kinds of issues there, and he ended up getting fired. And they, I think they were taping people's practices too, and it was just a dumpster fire. And then people aren't really really talking about it anymore, but it was like a year and a half ago when Indianapolis offered him 
a contract and they offered him something. He was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll go, I'll go work in Indianapolis. And then it was reported that he was going to leave uh, New England. And then this was when Andrew Luck was injured. He had that, he had that issue where he hadn't picked up a football forever or whatever they said. Um, and yeah, so he decided to take it and then last minute he changed his mind. It was like a last minute meeting that Robert Kraft, uh, owner of the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, they had a last minute meeting with him. And I think they were reassuring him, Hey, you know, Bill only has a few years left. And when he retires, then you'll be the head coach of uh, the Patriots. So he changed his mind and he goes to New England. So it's like, okay, so can we ever trust this guy with a, a head coaching job again? And then now Cleveland is, is interviewing him. And I think the giants had interviewed him too. Uh, but Cleveland, I, I don't like this hire for Cleveland. I like the hire if the Giants had hired Josh McDaniels. I would have liked that too because, you know, the guys, their their best players are mature guys. You know, they don't have any, you know, off the field issues. But Cleveland, they're just a they're just a train wreck. They're like roster wise, they're one of the most talented teams in the league with Baker Mayfield. You have Odell Beckham Jr. You have Jarvis Landry. Uh, you have Nick Chubb. He's he was a, what second leading rusher in the NFL this year. And then you have uh, Kareem Hunt. You know he's been a, he's been a great player the, the past few years, but they're they're all just head cases. The only one who's a is a great professional uh, is Nick Chubb. He's the only one he doesn't say anything. He doesn't have any off the field issues. But Odell Beckham, he's he's asking other players um, from other teams. He's telling them to get him out of there. He wants to trade. Jarvis Landry's doing the same thing. Baker Mayfield is just popping off on everyone as, as soon as he's like Kevin Durant. He's just super sensitive and thin skinned. As soon as someone has an opinion about him, he has to like post something on Twitter or, or go on an interview and like talk, talk about this person and, and try to talk about their profession and all this. Like, dude, just, just study your playbook and then get better at reading defenses and focus on trying to be a better quarterback instead of responding to everyone who's who's judging the way you're playing they're just saying that because you're playing horribly and then you're, you're still responding so that that's just like that's just a train wreck and then you have kareem hunt he's just trying to get back in the league after he he was uh, recorded kicking that woman in the hotel room so it's just like you got all these terrible people on one team and there's it's just a mess the only one who's good is nick chubb and then they they fired their gm um John Dorsey, and now they're looking for a head coach. But I thought Ron Rivera would have been perfect uh, in Cleveland because he would have. He, Baker Mayfield needs a head coach who's proven and who can lead and who, who's going to get in his face and tell him what he needs to do and what he needs to not do, like you know, going going on TV and Twitter and you know, responding to all these people. He needs someone to get in his face, and I think Ron Rivera would have been great for that. Because they need to build a culture there, they need to build the right culture. And uh, if even if they had Mike McCarthy, which would have been a good hire as well, but Josh McDaniels, he was he was trying to build a culture in Denver, and then he was there. It was just it was bad. He got fired, and there was other coaches like kind of talking behind his back, and then they were recording practices. It was just a train wreck. He drafted Tim Tebow in the first round, and and he flamed out. So he just didn't make good decisions when he was first hired as, as head coach of the Broncos, and then. What he did in in uh, in Indian for to Indianapolis, where he accepted the job, and then he backed away last second. Like, I just wouldn't offer this guy anything. Like, I don't know what he's gonna do. He's unpredictable, and uh, he seems like he he has a short fuse as far as decision making. 
and he, well, he's from the area too. So that, I think that's why there was some interest there, but um, I think he'd be a better hire than Jim Schwartz. But I mean, I don't think anyone wants the Cleveland job because of the, the players on the roster, but that, but those players on the roster are the only reason why someone would want the job because of, of how talented they are. But then they're also really immature. So it's like, it, it's just a, a bad situation. Um, and it's probably one of the worst, one of the worst jobs in, in professional sports, even though they have the talented players, I think I would rather have the Redskins job than, than the Browns job. Uh, but we'll see who they hire. I think they said that they wanted to hire someone uh, before or by Saturday, by today. So we'll we should hear that announcement soon. But I expect it to be Josh McDaniels, and if it is, um, then I, I think it'll take a couple years before something happens. But uh, apparently, he likes he likes Baker Mayfield uh, because apparently the uh, the Patriots wanted to draft Baker Mayfield, but they didn't expect him to go number one overall. So that would have been interesting if they drafted him and then. Uh, Tom Brady being a free agent this this offseason. So they definitely would have got rid of Tom Brady if uh, they they had Baker Mayfield, who would have been waiting for two years, you know, kind of learning the offense behind Tom. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, we have a, a really good weekend of football. Um, so just, you know, hope you watch the games and uh, subscribe to the show and, you know, share it with other people and and stay tuned. Thanks for listening.